The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that the Rebbe, meaning the Friedrich Rebbe, one time related in the Fabrengen of Pesach, the order of how the Alter Rebbe brought in his Enikul, his grandson, the Tzemach Tzedek, to Cheder. Amongst the things that the, Alter Rebbe, that the Rebbe said then, the Friedrich Rebbe said, was that the Alter Rebbe told the Malami, told the teacher, that he should learn with the child the first section of Vayikra. After the Malamid learned the first section of Vayikra with the child, the boy, the Tzemach Tzedek, asked the Alter Rebbe, why is it that Vayikra... The word Vayikra says with a small Aleph. The Alter Rebbe went into a Dveikos, deep in thought, for quite some time. And then the Alter Rebbe said, Adam Orishain was handcrafted by Hashem himself. Hashem testifies about him, that his wisdom was greater than all of the Malachim. He, Adam Orishain, knew his own qualities. And as a result of that, he's felt a certain amount of pride. And then he falls through with the Eitzadas. Moshe Rabbeinu, on the other hand, he also knows his great qualities. But Moshe Rabbeinu, not only doesn't he feel pride because of this, on the contrary, this actually causes him to have a Lev Nishbar a broken heart. He feels himself lowly, thinking to himself that another Jew, if it would be another Yid, not with his own qualities, not a son of Amram, not the seventh Avram Avinu. If this other person would have such a great Neshama, and such great Schusavos, as Moshe Rabbeinu has, certainly that other person would be even greater than him, than Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the, says the Alter Rebbe, and this is what Hashem tells us in the Torah, Ish Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu was the most humble man from all people on the face of the earth. That means for, for every single person that existed, no matter how small in their mind, what kind of person that was, in their mind, in their knowledge, Moshe Rabbeinu compared himself to that person and said, if that other person would have the same God-given talents and qualities that I have, something that I didn't work on, the special neshama, the schus avos, certainly that other person would be doing better than me. Says the Alter Rebbe, in the shape and form of the letters that the Hashem gave us at Har Sinai, there are three types of letters. There are the big letters, the middle-sized letters, and the small letters. The Torah is generally written in middle-sized letters. The whole reason for that is, is because a person is supposed to be a Bainani, going on the average in the middle path. And through Torah, a person could come to this level of being a Bainani. that as a result of recognizing and being proud of his own qualities, had fallen through with the Chait Eitzadas. By Odomorishon, it says the letter Aleph with a big Aleph. This is a Pesach referring to a Pesach in Divri Ayomim, where it says Odom with a big Aleph. On the other hand, Moshe Rabbeinu, that through Avoidah and recognizing his own lowliness, he reaches the greatest levels of humility. So by him it says, Vayikra with a small Aleph. The Rebbe says, we need to understand the story. First of all, says the Rebbe, why is it that the Alter Rebbe needs to explain, and actually he says this first, and with such a big Arichus, why do we need to be discussing Odom Orishan and why it says a big Aleph by Odom? In order to answer the small Aleph that says by Moshe Rabbeinu, Seemingly, there's no need to compare it to the big Aleph of Adam Arishan. It would have been sufficient to say that there's a small Aleph for Vayikra because of the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu. Furthermore, this explanation that the small Aleph of Vayikra represents and hints to the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu, there's actually a number of the Mepharshim on the Torah that actually say this. And in fact, they don't make the comparison, they don't mention the big Aleph that says by Adam Arishan. If that's the case, then certainly in our case, where the Tzemach Tzedek had not learned yet about the big Aleph of Adam Arisha, which is going to say later in Tanakh and Divrei Ayamim. He's only starting to learn Chumash now. Seemingly there's no room to bring 
the comparison, especially with such arichos, to the big aleph of Adam Orishin. Especially, says the Rebbe, that according to this explanation of the Alter Rebbe about the big aleph of Adam Orishin, it's seemingly bringing out something very negative about Adam Orishin, and we usually know that the Torah, unless absolutely necessary, won't speak about the disgrace even of a non-kosher animal. How much more so in our case, as the Alter Rebbe himself says, Adam Orishin being someone so great, handcrafted by Hashem himself. We also need to understand, why is there an importance for this great arichus about the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu? Seemingly it would have been enough to say briefly, as the Mepharshim do say, that Moshe Rabbeinu was very humble, as Hashem testifies, Va'ish Moshe, Anav Moida, Moshe Rabbeinu was the most humble man. Even if you want to say that the Alt Rebbe is trying to explain to the Tzemach Tzedek how someone like Moshe Rabbeinu could be so humble when he knows his own qualities, and in fact he knows no one could even compare to Moshe Rabbeinu, so the reason a Moshe, the way Moshe Rabbeinu can be so humble is because he thinks if somebody else would have my God-given gifts, something that I didn't work for, the quality of the neshama, the schus avos, that person would definitely do be even better than me. The Rebbe says it's still not understood. First of all, this itself we need to understand why is there even a need to emphasize that Moshe Rabbeinu knew his qualities. And therefore you have to explain how that fits with humility. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, in order to explain why Moshe Rabbeinu is not getting overly excited and proud of his mylois, of his qualities, as opposed to other Mauritian that knew his qualities and felt pride over them, seemingly it would have been enough to say, because Moshe Rabbeinu realized and he thought that his qualities are not coming because of his own work, rather that given to him by Hashem, the mylois of the neshama and the schusavos, so why is it important to elaborate how Moshe Rabbeinu is comparing himself to other people and saying if the other person would have my qualities, he would certainly do, do better than me? Says the Rebbe in Sivdalad, when we learn the explanation of the Alt Rebbe at first glance, it actually seems that the big Aleph of Adam Orishan, according to this explanation, is coming to tell us something negative. The idea that Adam Orishan was holding himself big, the opposite of the small Aleph of Ayikra, which represents Moshe Rabbeinu holding himself small, the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Rebbe, but in truth, we actually can't say this, because it's quite obvious that the bigger letters in the Torah are representing a higher level than the middle-sized letters and certainly the small letters of the Torah. This is something even a child could understand, that when Torah is using a big letter, it's obviously because Torah's emiss is telling us that there's a certain greatness, a certain importance to this particular thing that we're, called, that we're saying it even with a bigger word and a bigger letter. And this is in fact why Mepharshim, that speak about the big Aleph of Adam Orishin, what they say is that there was no one as great as Adam Orishin, or that the great wisdom that Adam Orishin had, that he was able to call names to everything and so on. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe himself in Lukutei Torah, when discussing the difference between the Aleph of Ayikra, the small Aleph, and that in Divrei Ayyamim it says Adam was a big Aleph, he actually explains it exactly in the same idea that what? That Adam Arishan is greater than Moshe Rabbeinu, that the Aleph represents that Adam Arishan is greater. And he explains it as follows. The big Aleph of Adam Arishan represents Adam Arishan the way he is before the Chait, when he was on a very, very high level. And that's why he's able to receive a tremendous oil represented by this Aleph, which represents the concept of Keser, the very, very essence of Keser. As opposed to Moshe Rabbeinu, where it says about him, the Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to enter the tent, the oil moed, when the cloud was resting over it. And he explains, the Alt Rebbe explains that this cloud represents an idea 
of a hamshachov, something coming down from a very, very awesome, great place, from Keser. And this is why it says, by Yikra with a small aleph, because Moshe Rabbeinu is being called, or it's being drawn down to Moshe, from that unknown, but it has to go through a tzimtzum, and that's what the small aleph represents, that it has to be narrowed down. So in other words, when the Altareb is adding over here, the by Adam or Risha, and it says a big aleph, seemingly it's actually coming to contradict what we're saying over here. In other words, from the fact that it says a big aleph by Adam Rishon, would seemingly tell us that Adam is greater than Moshe Rabbeinu. And furthermore, it's actually a hint not to the idea of Adam Rishon falling through in the Chet Etzadas. On the contrary, we just said it represents Adam Rishon the way he is before the Chet Etzadas. So how does this all fit together? Again, to summarize in the story, it seemed like the Aleph is representing, the big Aleph by Adam Rishon is representing his arrogance, Chas Vashalim, his holding himself great and big, and that he's lower than Moshe Rabbeinu, who is humble, whereas according to the beer of the Al-Tareb, it's the other way around. The Aleph represents the greatness of Adam Rishon, that he's greater than Moshe Rabbeinu. This is Adam Rishon before the sin. Says the Rebbe, we can explain it in the following way. With telling the Tzemach Tzedek this explanation, the Alter Rebbe was coming not only to answer a question in the particular Pasuk, but mainly coming to teach and educate the Tzemach Tzedek, giving him Hashem, something that we need to take from that small Aleph of Ayikra. And this actually follows something that the Friedrich Rebbe had related then in a previous Fabrengen, that the Alter Rebbe generally himself devoted himself with the education and the guidance of the Tzemach Tzedek, and that's why he's the one himself bringing him into Cheder. In order for the Hirah, for the lesson of that small Aleph to be proper, to be complete, it's important to have the whole introduction regarding Adam Orishin. So the Rebbe explains as follows. With the Arichus, with explaining to us about the great Milois qualities of Adam Orishin, and how he recognizes his own Milois, the Alter Rebbe is not coming to negate the conduct of Adam Orishin. On the contrary, the Alter Rebbe is actually coming to tell us that this is the way it needs to be by every Yid. Every Yid says that Rebbe has a spark of Adam Rishon inside of him, as we'll discuss a little later. And as the famous Pisgum is, just like one needs to know his own shortcomings, a person needs to know his own qualities. And this itself actually is going to affect how a person comes to humility as well, to his own lowliness. That when we speak about humility, it's not coming to negate that you need to not know your own qualities, but rather, it comes together with that although you know your own qualities, nevertheless, you don't become proud of it. You don't become arrogant because of it. Because you realize that all of the qualities that you have, you didn't get on your own, you didn't work for it. This is the neshama was given to you, this chusavis was given to you, like the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu, and here too, every year has a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu inside of him. Furthermore, it's specifically because the person recognizes his own qualities, that's why there is going to be a need for greater humility to the furthest extreme. Like we say by Moshe Rabbeinu, that he's the most humble, more than anyone else. Again, as we'll soon see more about this. And this is why it's not a contradiction to say that on the one hand, that big Aleph of Adam and hints on the fact that he recognizes his own milus. And at the same time, we're saying that the Aleph actually does tell us how great Odom was, 
Because this idea of recognizing one's own milus, recognizing a person's worth, a person's qualities, is an avoida according to Torah. And Adraba, on the contrary, this is an avoida that's connected specifically to the avoida of tzaddikim, as we'll see later in the Sikha. And this exactly brings out the idea of how careful one needs to be when recognizing his own milus, his own qualities, that even a person that truly has very, very great qualities, so much so that Torah Emes is writing about him a big aleph, he's great, he's the greatest. And nevertheless, he too needs to be cautioned of some unfortunate results that could happen because of recognizing one's own qualities, because even Adam Orishan, who's the greatest of the great, and yet it ended up having also a detrimental effect where he stumbled in the Chet Eitz Hadas, which is the source of all the sins. And the Rebbe goes on to explain, since Adam Orishan, even his body, was handcrafted by Hashem himself, it's understood that Adam Orishan, from the perspective of creation, in other words, even as he's created down here, he has absolutely no connection to anything of Ra, anything of bad. Similar to a Pasuk that tells us, from Hashem, nothing bad comes out. Adam Arishan is himself made by Hashem. Adam Arishan is definitely not Shaykh to any Ra. Even as far as the world around him is concerned, it's known that before the Chet Eitzadahas, there was no mixture of good and bad. All the Klippis were completely separated. They were beneath the whole world. Now, even though that as a result of the Chet Eitzadahas, there was a Yerida, there was a descent, both in him, and the whole world, but since he's the handiwork of Hashem, the handiwork of Hashem is definitely eternal. So it's understood that the qualities of Adam Arishain are eternal. This is something that remains with him, at least in a, in a concealed way, even after the sin. The Rebbe says this too is hinted in the wording of the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe says, Adam Arishain, that through recognizing his own milos fell through the Chet Eitz so it says Adam with a big Aleph. So the Rebbe says as follows. Seemingly, since the Aleph of Adam Orishain is representing Adam Orishain before the Chait, seemingly it should have said the other way around. Adam Orishain, although he had the big Aleph, nevertheless, through recognizing his own Mylois, because of this, he fell through the Chait Eitzadas. So the Rebbe says, what the Alter Rebbe is coming to hint to us is, no, that even after he fell through with the Chet Eitz it still says, Adam with a big Aleph. In other words, he still has a connection to this idea of Adam, the way he's before the Chet Eitz Says the Rebbe in Siv Zayin, this eternity of the quality of Adam Arishoin is, is, remains, which remained by him, at least in a concealed way, even after the sin is not only true regarding Adam Arishan, but it also comes down to each and every Yid, to the end of all generations. As it's known, Yid not called by the name Adam. When it says Adam in the Torah, the Gemara says, Atem Kriyum Adam. It's specifically Yidin that are called Adam. Because every single every single Yid has a Neshama, has, a, that, has that spark inside of him. Every single Yid has a Chelek. That spark inside of him is a part of Adam Arishan. His nisham is a part of Adam Arishan, and therefore he too is given over at least something similar to, to the great qualities of Adam Arishan. Every single yid has this. In fact, even this idea that we say that Adam Arishan is Chachmos greater than the Malachim because he is the one that's able to call names to everything according to the soul that's in every single creation, 
This is something also that every year has something similar to this. As it's known, what it says in Sfarim, that the names that parents give their children is a sort of Ruach HaKodesh, Mulmaila, they're being given the idea to call the name that's fitting to the particular neshama of this child. And this is why every single Yid, no matter in what state he is, has from the level of Adam Arishon, as Adam Arishon was before the sin. The only difference is that by Adam Arishon, it's also his body was like that, because even his body was created by Hashem. And by every single Yid, on a revealed level at least, it's mainly by his neshama. It's a chelik, a truly a part of Hashem. And this is why we say regarding the Rishama, the Rishama is never has, has never any connection to sin, as it says in the Zoyar. The Pasuk says, V'nefesh ki sechta. Simply it means a soul, a person that will sin. So the Zoyar says, Hashem and the Torah are wondering, this is a question, Nefesh ki sechta, could a soul sin? A soul is not shy to sin. And even when a Yid is Rahman al-Itzlan, falls through in a matter of sin, the Neshama always remains faithful to Hashem. And this is the inner meaning also what it says in the passage, that means like this, because of the level of Adam Arishan, as Adam Arishan is before the Chait, which exists, this level exists by every single Yid, so every single Yid is on that level of Tzadikim, every single Yid, Tzadikim. that means even a Yid that previously had done certain things that are the opposite of that. Nevertheless, when he is doing matters of Torah and Mitzvahs, so really it is, in Mitzadis Panimi Yisana the Adam Arishan that's inside of him, it's not even a matter of tshuva, it's not even a matter like this person was far away, and now he became close. But really, it's an avoid of a person that was always a tzaddik, a person that in his essence never has any connection to evil and to sin. And because of this quality that's found by every single yid, so on the one hand we say, of course, a person needs to recognize his qualities. Because... In the Metzius of a Tzaddik, there's never anything of his own Chas V'Shalom. It's always Kedusha. In other words, it's Kedusha and there's no room for Klippa, no worry about Klippa. We say usually by a Balchuvah, we say he needs extra protection, so he shouldn't go back to the bad ways. But in essence, what's a Yid? He's even high. A Yid is on the dark of Tzaddik, he's not Shaykh to even worry about the sin. And therefore, he should recognize his Milois. And Adarabah, on the contrary, it needs to be. You need to recognize your own qualities and sometimes that is the way to overcome the concealments of this world, the problems of this world. Like it says, Vayigba Libra, you need to be proud in the ways of Hashem. So you need to go with a strength of Kedusha, similar to the Avoid of Tzadikim. But at the same time, the person needs to be warned. That together with recognizing all your Milois, there also has to be recognizing one's lowliness. Because without that... So then just recognizing your mildness, chas v'sholem, could cause the person to fall very, very low. The Rebbe explains, it's quite obvious that a person that's not a tzaddik, a person that the evil inside of him is still very strong, he definitely needs to be careful and warned in this idea of recognizing one's own mildness, that it shouldn't come in, that into this shouldn't come simple yeshus and arrogance of the Yitzhahara and feeling of self and so on. What the Alter Rebbe is telling the Tzemach Tzedek, educating the Tzemach Tzedek, who's a Tzadik, he's going to be growing up to be a Nasi be Yisrael. The Alter Rebbe is trying to tell him even more. Since even Adam Arishan, who is a Tzadik, and he was created by Hashem himself, seemingly has no connection at all to sin, 
And there's no room at all to klipa. And yet, even by him, through recognizing and focusing on his own qualities, it ended up causing the chayte tzadas. So certainly every tzaddik needs to be careful and needs to be warned in this area of recognizing one's own mylois that chaz v'shalom shouldn't lead in the wrong direction. So as the Rebbe in Seif Tesla, this will also understand why the Alter Rebbe is now speaking with the whole arichos of an explanation in regards to the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu. In addition to the fact that we said that Moshe Rabbeinu was an un of thinking that his mileage, his qualities were given from above, but the Alter Rebbe also elaborates on the idea that he thought that if somebody else would have my qualities, he would have certainly done better than me. Why is that important? Since we're trying to warn a person that even when he's standing, and specifically when he's standing, in this mode of the strength of Kedusha, of recognizing his qualities, and we want to make sure, we want to caution him not to come into any yeshus. So it's actually not enough by just saying that you should also recognize your lowliness, but rather there must also be going to the opposite extreme, the ultimate and greatest humility in Bittl. And the proof, the sign that there's true humility is when it's not only about looking for one's own lowliness and the negativity in oneself, but rather specifically finding the qualities of someone else. And the Rebbe says we see this very practically. You have some people that can bring about inside of themselves a tremendous feeling of bitul and humility. He could even manage, he could even tolerate if somebody else is putting him down. But at the same time, a certain thought could pop into his mind and say, it's true, I'm not a Metzius, I'm not a big deal. But the other person, ah, oh, he's even more of a, he's even less of a Metzius than me, he's even lower than me, he's, he's more of a, of a garnished than myself. In order to be poil, that you should really, really feel yourself as nothing and that the other person is a Metzius, he's actually greater than me. This is a whole different kind of avoidah which demands a much greater level of bittel. And this is exactly what the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu was all about. It says Moshe Rabbeinu came to correct the Chaytei Tzadas. As it's known that by Matan Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah of Har Sinai. This is the time that the Zuama, the foul smell and the tumor went away from Chaytei Tzadas. We say about Moshe Rabbeinu that he wasn't only humble. He was completely the opposite of any sort of Metzius. of Ma'oid Mikol Adam Asher in other words, he's comparing himself to every single Yidin thinking that person with his qualities would be definitely better than myself. Says the Rebbe in Sifu, this is also the, one of the heroes, one of the practical lessons that we need to take from the story. On the one hand, one needs to know that every single Yid has Biyarusha, has as an inheritance amazing, amazing qualities, and he must recognize those, those special qualities. When it comes to a mitzvah and a person sometimes could say to himself, he knows his own situation, and he could start arguing, me, Ani, who am I, what am I, I should undertake such a great union of Kedusha, so we tell him, you right now have the greatest qualities, you have the level of Adam Rishon, as Adam Rishon was before the Chait, and therefore, whatever happened until now, doesn't matter, right now, you need to act as if you are the greatest of the greatest of the great, higher than any matter of sin. On the other hand, the person always must remember that all of these great qualities that you have were all given to you. And it's possible that another person, if he would have these qualities, he would do even better than you. And therefore, the recognition of one's own qualities is not causing a person to be failing himself arrogant and high. On the contrary, he feels himself lowly. 
And through this bittel, the person is zoicha to the real greatness. As the saying, man, the zoyar says, man de iu ze'er, the one who is small, is really great. And we're zoicha to the vayikra el moisha, which as Rashi tells us, the Medrash tells us, is a call of love to the moisha inside of ourselves, which gives the koyach for the avoida of karbonois, and all the way to the karbonois, as is going to be betachas hashlemus in the base amigdash hashlishi, when we're going to make the karbonois, as we're commanded by Hashem, bekarev mamish.